Welcome back to Buttered Popcorn, hosted by me, Madison. I actually did a French braid today-ish. French braid-ish. Um, it kind of just came back to me. Because if you saw one of my videos that I posted a little while ago where I did hairstyles, I completely forgot how to do a French braid. And I was like, well, this is the end of my French braid saga. But I finally, it, ju it just came back to me for some reason. Don't know how that happened. I just kind of felt it. It was like muscle memory something about it so yeah i've been gone to um north carolina for like a week and so i haven't filmed anything like podcasts anything and i'm glad to be back we're here and we're ready to talk about freaky friday we've been waiting for this moment We've been really waiting for this moment um, because Freaky Friday is on the level, if not above, Ice Princess with the amount of times that I've watched this. Just, I feel like this is probably in the top two movies that I've seen. Just how many times I've seen this. It's not even funny. It's really not even funny. This movie's from 2003. So, I was about five or six when this came out, and I felt a lot older. I felt, did feel, it, I felt like I was a lot older when this movie came out, but apparently not. It's on Disney Plus, if you want to watch it, if for some reason you haven't seen it, like, you must watch it. It stars Lindsay Lohan. Some people say Lowen, some people say Lohan. I've always said Lohan, so I'll say that even though I think a parent, it, it's actually Lowen. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Chad Michael Murray, Mark Harmon, like all of these amazing people. The guy from NCIS is, you know, is the new, the new hubby. And if you're, if you're an older, an older woman, you know who Mark Harmon is. Like, you absolutely know who Mark Harmon is. He's like my Chad Michael Murray. Like, I feel like if Chad Michael Murray, if this movie is from the early 2000s and it has Chad Michael Murray in it, that's all, that's all we need to know actually and truthfully that's all we need to know about the movie and I will be sitting in the seat watching it now Chad Michael Murray I saw on TikTok he's been in some new lifetime type movies and I won't hate on him for it he's getting his bag he's in like Christmas lifetime movies and I still have love in my heart for him Will I be watching those movies? Probably. Probably. I probably will be. And that's okay. If I like those, if I watch it and enjoy it, that's okay. That's okay. So, the Freaky Friday is directed by Mark, Mark Waters. I'm having to look at the notes, even though they're like 
at this degree on the table. Um, he directed Mean Girls and Just Like Heaven, which are two and other amazing movies. And of course, Mean Girls stars Lindsay Lohan. And Mean Girls, I believe, was a year after this movie. So she was having the two years of her life. Like, she really just did that. Lindsay Lohan, her movies just... I really, at some point... Well, I don't want to, like, say I want to talk about a movie and then not talk about it. But there are other Lindsay Lohan movies that I'm like, I must speak on this. Because things need to be said about it. They need to be remembered forever. And they need to be appreciated. Not like they aren't, but... So, fun fact about this movie. So, Jamie Lee Curtis plays Lindsay Lohan's mother. And, of course, they switch places. Their bodies switch places. And that's basically throughout the whole movie. But, fun fact, Lindsay, not Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis's character was not supposed to be Jamie Lee Curtis. She was not supposed to play the mother. Up until... A week or so, a few days before they started shooting this movie. Not long before they started shooting it. So, some, some genius, some just like big-brained person says, let's call up Jamie Lee Curtis. The original actress who, I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's like public knowledge who it is. I haven't seen it. Um, she drops out of the movie. They say, let's call up Jamie Lee. We're calling up Jamie Lee. And they should be thanked. Everywhere they go, they should get free food. They should get free, they should get royalties from this movie. They should, they should live, I hope they're living a happy and lovely life today. So, they say, we're gonna, let's call up Jamie Lee Curtis. And she was like, sure. She got sent the script on Thursday. She met the director on Saturday, had her hair dyed on Sunday, and started shooting on Monday. She, I think she was meant for this role. Like, I'm being 100% serious. I think if any other person on this earth had played this part, it wouldn't have been the same movie. It would, it would not have been as good. It wouldn't have. Um, so, she she got put on this movie, you know, last minute. And it was early on while they were filming. And one of the editors, whoever this was, like, okay, like, do you have any say in what this movie is? But anyway, one of the editors um, kind of comments and they're like, I think she's doing this a little bit too big. I think she's playing this part just a little bit. It's a little bit too much. Okay. Who are you to tell Jamie Lee a thing? Like, really? So, 
she she of course being the queen she is she hears of this or they tell her this the director i believe like goes up to her and is like hey like they said you're doing this a little bit too big and like this is a bit much and she's like this is how i'm gonna do it if you don't like it you can get someone else And I absolutely love that. And they were like, mouth zip, throw away the key. And she knew she knew that this was, she kind of mentions that she couldn't really think too hard about it. She just had to like go for it, play it big, do it how she felt was right and what she felt was right. So those people... They were just trying to hold her back, and I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't. So, um, the movie opens. Another, the soundtrack, I know I comment on soundtracks a lot, but this soundtrack, it opens up with, so happy together, and then it goes into, like, a rock version of it, and I love that. It reminded me of um, 10 Things I Hate About You when they're, the camera is going into the window and it goes from a soft song to a rock song. It's kind of similar to that. And it, it just really like adds to the vibe, I feel like. So um, I, okay, a little personal anecdote. I would quote this movie all the time and if you've seen it you know that um that Anna who is played by Lindsay Lohan is not the nicest to her mom Tess and she says some mean things she said she likes the you're ruining my life um I hate you, you know, those kinds of things. I don't know if she says I hate you, but she definitely says you're ruining my life a lot. And I think little me didn't know exactly what that meant. And I just wanted to quote, you know, for my favorite movie. So I would quote that like to my parents. And, you know, I never meant it, of course. It would just be out of nowhere. It wouldn't even be in any context. Like I would just be sitting like playing you know, a little mini game on the family computer, and I'd be like, you're ruining my life, oh my goodness, and then I'd just keep playing the game, so that probably didn't, like, that probably, like, wasn't great for, like, my development, but, you know, we all know it was, like, jokes and stuff now, so, um, so she was, she was, like, mean to her mom she goes to school and one of her old friends Stacy um I don't know exactly how their friendship ended but they're not friends anymore um and she but she but Stacy is nice to Tess who is Anna's mom so Tess is like why why do you why are you saying that she's mean? She's, like, so sweet. 
and that that's one of those things that is really common at that age I think if it's one of those like well she's nice to me that was one of the worst things like if you would tell someone about someone being mean to you or like being rude to you they'd be like oh she's nice to me and it would just completely invalidate like what you said but it was happening with her with her mom and of course later she when they switch places she realizes that Stacy is not so nice she is not so nice she's like goes for it she's like she's cheating on she accuses Anna of cheating on like a really important test and I'm like girl you could get make her like not be able to go to college like that wouldn't be super funny um so yeah Anna gets detention all the time Tessa is also a psychologist, and um, one of the, uh, I actually saw a movie with him in it today. It was called Memento, and it had the guy in it that plays um, Evan, who is like one of her most needy patients one of Tessa's most needy patients and I was like that's Evan oh my goodness and no that was not him no that's a no no, I'm getting those two guys mixed up no he plays Mr. Bates or one of the guys I I'm getting them mixed up in my head it's really hot in here too but um yeah, I see him, the guy that plays Mr. Bates, who is um, one of Anna's teachers. He plays in a lot of other stuff that I didn't realize. Like, he plays in um, <sighs> Groundhog Day, which I saw the other day because it was Groundhog Day and it was, like, playing on repeat on TV. So... um. So they switch places, you know, and there's the whole thing with, um, Chad Michael Murray. Now, this is not a love triangle. It's like a love, a love square, love, love cube, because, so, of course, Anna and Tess get their bodies switch, you know, the whole Freaky Friday thing. And so Tess is in Anna's body. Like Tess's soul and mind is in Anna's body. And then Anna's soul and body is in Tess or soul and mind is in Tess's body. And they're both like interested in these two guys and Tess is of course engaged to this new man. And so it's kind of weird, like, when you get, um, I even found myself confused watching it this time because I was like, okay, so Anna kissed Chad Michael Murray, but it's actually 
Tess, but like she is in Anna's body. So, okay, this is, is this like super weird or is this like super duper weird? Like it's gonna be weird. Um, so also this movie made me never want to talk to speak on Bluetooth ever, like with an AirPod to speak to people if I'm in public because of this one scene where Tess is walking around a grocery store and one of her patients calls her up and she's telling her, you are a strong, beautiful, independent woman and you don't need a man to complete you. And the deli lady thinks that she's speaking to her and she starts crying and she's like, thank you, thank you so much. And, you know, I felt, I felt the deli lady. I really felt like her, honestly, like I'm becoming more and more like the deli lady. Um, and Anna is, she has a band they're called the Pink Slip. Pink Slip. And of course, they have some bobs. Don't want to grow up. I want to get out. Um, and I was like, what is a Pink Slip? And I looked it up and there were so many different things that came up. But I'm pretty sure it's like a thing in school if you... If you get in trouble in school, like you get a pink slip, but I have never experienced that or heard of that. But there were other examples and I was like, or like there were other definitions of it. I was like, I don't I hope that's not it. But, um, so they take Anna's door at one point and her door is gone for the rest of the movie because she gets in trouble and they take away her door. I would be... <laughs> but they take her door and um, there's one part, like, in the next scene. It's, like, not long after they take her door, you look in the background and her door is on its hinges. And then the next scene where they're at her door... It's gone. And I was like, I caught that. I had never caught that before. But so they switch places. And they feel an earthquake, you know, when they start switching. But like at the end, they feel the earthquake and then they immediately switch. But in the beginning, they feel the earthquake. The rest of the day goes by. And then the next morning, they wake up as each other. I think it's partly, I guess, because for, like, it's more interesting to just see them wake up as each other than for it to happen right there and then them be in public and everything. I think it was a good choice, but I was like, I don't know why, like, it took so long the first time and then after that they switched back immediately. Um... So, I didn't even notice, but Anna has on this pink slip merch, and it's, I kind of want some pink slip merch, 
she's wearing it like as soon as she wakes up in the morning and I had I hadn't noticed that either I was like oh she's just wearing a band tee but it's her merch like they're they're in their garage but like they have good merch um but once they switch bodies I think they both Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis play these parts absolutely perfectly and it was not meant for it was not meant for anyone else um like I felt like uh Lindsay Lohan was older than she was I know she's like playing an older person she's supposed to be about 15 and um her mom's supposed to be about 45. So she's basically playing a 45-year-old, but she does too well at playing a 45-year-old, you know? She's like, she she gets into that character for a 15-year-old. That was really impressive. Um, and it kind of reminds me of those progressive commercials where the parents act or that where the people act like their parents um I think those commercials are funny it's funny because like I've seen like adults watch the commercial and like they don't like they don't get the joke and I'm like it's because that's the joke you know like that's the joke um so when they switch bodies, you know, um, Anna is in Tess's body. And she's like, I don't want to wear these drab, gross adult clothes. Okay? I want to wear some cool clothes. So, she goes into a store called Pink Ice. I remember, like, I, I was like, was Pink Ice a store? I, re- I remember... I think there was a store called Ice. There was a store that had some kind of like icy name, but I couldn't find Pink Ice. But that was I remember going into one of those stores and it was it was magical. It's kind of like uh, what are the what is that store called? Pink Ice Oh, I had typed in Pink Ice 2000 store. Um, yeah, it was just like one of those mall stores, kind of like Claire's, but like a little bit older. Um, so when Anna is in Tess's body, she kind of like just ruins everything. She kind of like, she cancels the caterers for her wedding she cancels her appointments. She starts doodling on her notepad during, um, while her patients are there. And it's just, like, causing a whole load of mess. Okay, we're back. I had to change the battery on the camera. Um, but throughout this movie, you kind of realize that, you know, they're literally doing walk a mile in each other's shoes and they both start realizing that they each they don't really understand each other like they thought they did 
and they start to understand each other more and see their inner struggles more and like they each have things that they struggle with that they just didn't that because like a mom and a daughter like they especially a mom to her daughter she wants the best for her usually and you think that you're doing something good for them when it's really like they don't like get to the root of the problem she wasn't really getting to the root of the problem she was just kind of like telling her what to do and I don't know it kind of helped them to understand them more each other more and I think when they switched back they really like got a lot closer because you know they just had that teen mom you know dynamic but I think like when they switched back it kind of really helped them which I guess was like the whole point because they were fighting and then that's why they switched just to like really see each other and like what they were going through but okay one of the I can't Mr. Bates sorry Sir needs to get a life, get a life, because Anna's telling her mom, she's like, Mr. Bates is out to get me. I don't know why he is failing me in class, because she's not, she doesn't come across as not being smart, or just not making good grades on, like, because she's just not working. I think it's because this man is legitimately out to get her and it turns out that he is so Mr. Bates who is her English teacher he he calls her out he says her 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 um he writes preposterous if someone wrote preposterous on one of my essays it would need to have like three words on it for someone to write preposterous. Okay. So Mr. Bates, he's like out to get Anna. And it turns out that the reason why he's out to get Anna is because her mother Tess didn't go with him to prom. He asked her to prom and she said no. And that's why this full-grown adult man. And she's taking it, and he's taking it out on her daughter. Ew, ew. That gives me, like, ew. I think of me as an adult watching that, because I don't think I really got that part. Because I was, like, more interested in the other, you know, like, plot points of this but this plot point hit me in a different way when I watched it more recently because I'm like ew this man ew why would you failing her daughter on purpose like you're gonna get fired sir like you're gonna get fired I hope he got fired like <laughs> um 
And another thing that confuses me about this is, so there's a part where Tess is driving the car and Anna is sitting in the passenger seat, but their bodies are switched. So it's technically Anna's brain and body or and soul and Tess who is driving. And so I'm like, how is she driving? Because Anna can't drive. She doesn't have her permit. And Tess is driving. But I'm like, okay, how is she with her brain driving this car in her body? I'm definitely overthinking this. 100% overthinking this. But I just thought that was interesting. All I can think of is... Like, muscle memory, because it's still her body. Like, she knows how to drive, but, like, she doesn't drive well. So, I guess that is... Actually, yeah, she she drives, like, really poorly. So, I guess that is... That does kind of give it away. But, like, I remember the first time I drove, I was terrified. And I wouldn't have... Like, I don't know if she had ever driven before, but... I would have been, like... No, you go ahead and drive. Even though you're in a 15-year-old's body and you don't have your permit and I would probably go to jail if, like, I let you do this, you do it because I'd be too scared to drive. Or I'd be like, we're taking the bus. We're absolutely taking the bus. And so there's the whole thing with Ryan, who is Tess's future hubby. And then we have Jake who is Anna's love interest. So this whole thing, like, Ryan at one point, he's, like, trying to kiss Tess, but it's Anna in his bo- in her body. So that's absolutely disgusting. But then Jake and Anna kiss, but it's Tess in Anna's body. And they kiss, and it's, like, a thing. And then Jake kisses... Like, he kisses both of them, but they're switched. And then, like, he kisses one of them, like, when they're not switched. So, it's, like, super confusing. But, like, so with Ryan, who is Tess's, you know, future hubby, he, his character is very interesting because he's trying to get on the good side of the kids because Tess's, um husband who he had the kids with or who she had the kids with passed away and he met and she met Ryan so he's trying to like have a good relationship with the kids and you know he seems like a sweet guy but he goes and does this one thing and I would probably never never forgive him for this so he so Anna is in Tess's body But, of course, he thinks it's Tess. So, he surprises her. She's a, she's written a book. And he surprises her with going on a live talk show. Like, he drives her to the talk show. He has her eyes covered. And surprises her and is like, you're going on in five minutes, babe. Have fun. Surprise.
Now, me personally, I would have a panic attack right there and wouldn't be on, wouldn't be going on any kind of TV. I wouldn't be going on any kind of TV at that moment. But I see how it's a sweet thing. And, but it's like, I would, I would, I would have liked some time to prepare. Like, give her some time to prepare. Especially since Anna is in her body. Maybe she could have, like, read the book really quickly. Or, like, done a little bit of a spark notes on it. Um, even though there probably was not a spark notes for that book. Because it was, like, not even out yet. But she could have, like, skimmed through. And, like, figured out what was happening. But she was just put right in there. And so I was like, I feel like I would have not enjoyed that. I bet she would have, if it was the real test that he had done that to, I think she would have done it and done it gracefully and done it well. But at the same time later, she would have been like, don't ever do that again. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was a great opportunity. And I will sell so many more books now because it was on TV. But never do that again. And... We're through. <laughs> so, you, uh, so, um, so, and also, okay, with the Jake side of things, Jake starts falling in love with Tess, but it's technically Tess in Anna's body. And I'm like, hello. Okay, wait, my mom's calling me. I'll be right back. Hey again. Sorry. Oh, my voice cracked. So, where were we? So, Jake, Jake, Jake is just really confused here, and he falls, he starts falling in love with Tess, who is Anna's mom, but it's technically Anna in Tess's body, so he's like falling in love with her personality, which is kind of sweet to think about, but at the same time, it's like, Okay, like, you're a teenager, you're like, hey, don't. So, it's, like, kind of, you know, awkward and uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, Jake and Anna end up together at the end. She's in her body, and she's just kind of like, why don't we just forget any of this ever happened? And that kind of, like, you know some movies in like that and they're like sure let's just forget that ever happened but I'm like in real life like I feel like no one would ever forget this ever happened you can't forget this so Anna has like she has the slick back hair slays so Anna so it's Tess and Anna's body so she's dressing more like businessy kind of slicking her hair back and she's kind of slaying it she's got like I feel like there's a claw clip at, at some moments and they're both kind of serving with their looks as each other um and so Jake See, Jake, like, the end of this movie is just Jake, like, chasing everyone around. He's, like, in love with Tess. So, he shows up at their house. 
as they're leaving for their rehearsal dinner and he shows up at the rehearsal dinner he shows up at the house of blues where Anna is having her you know big big concert big it's like they're trying to like auditions some type of audition he's just showing up everywhere he is basically stalking these people this family because I know he was not invited to that rehearsal dinner he was not invited hello bye so he shows up at their house and he's singing singing Britney Spears to like outside their house and Anna who is Tess and Anna's body finds him knocks him down and kisses him He's like, you need to find someone. She's like, you need to find someone your own age. But it's technically not someone his own age. So it's like, it's like all like weird and complicated. Like everyone says love is complicated. Like this movie is very complicated. So he shows up at the rehearsal dinner. He shows up, you know, and then you can tell at the House of Blues while Anna is pretending to play the guitar while Tess who is Anna in Tess's body is outside or backstage and she's actually playing the guitar that Jake starts to fall in love with the real Anna but it's still Tess in Anna's body so it's like who do you really love like I feel like this relationship is doomed to fail it's really doomed to fail, if we're being completely honest. Um, probably if I told my younger self that, I would be, like, devastated to even have that thought. They're the Wango Tango auditions, which I think is a music... I think that's a real music festival, is it not? Post Malone is on my TV. Um, so... They, I was trying to figure out during the playing the guitar parts, because there are quite a few, but especially at this part where Tess, who is Anna, is actually playing the guitar backstage while Anna, who is Tess, is on stage, like, pretending to play. And I was like, it, she looks, at least when I used to watch this, I was like, she, she, like, is actually shredding this guitar. But when I watched it now, and I know, I have a little guitar knowledge um I play the guitar super badly um and I noticed that that was not that was not she's not actually playing it but I think I saw somewhere that they both kind of knew how to play the guitar so they just kind of knew how to make it look or they just played a few chords but I don't think like that guitar solo was played at that moment in time which also that would work that wouldn't work if it was like for sound and everything for the cameras um so they finally change back they switch back selfless love changes them back so they finally like get in each other's take a walk a mile in each other's shoes and they figure out wow 
they actually do have it kind of hard. Like, their life isn't perfect. Wow. And, um, so, of course, we've got to have, like, the last kiss scene with Chad Michael Murray and Lindsay Lohan. And this was her first on-screen kiss. Now, I heard in a couple other places, like, this was her first kiss, but I highly doubt that. I think this was just her first on-screen kiss, because that was what she said and what came out of her mouth. So, I'm going to believe Lindsay over anyone, okay? So, Lindsay Lohan, this is her first on-screen kiss, and you can, like, tell, like, it's, like, it's, I don't remember it being this awkward. It was super awkward. It was a really awkward kiss, and she, like, looks off to the side, and I'm like, is she looking at the crew of this movie set? Like, she's looking out into the open nowhere, like, where none of the other actors or extras are, and I'm like, she's super blushing, which I would too, Chad Michael Murray, even though he had that weird, like, little patch of hair right below his lip. That I didn't notice till I watched it on this t- new TV that I got. But he was still the heartthrob of a generation. So, um, and the Harry, I haven't talked about Harry, because he's just like, he's like the little brother in the movie, loved him, but like he didn't really have much of a plot, I'm sorry to say. But Harry, who's the little brother, I remember seeing a clip from this on, I think it was TikTok, and there's one part at the end where he gets knocked over, him and his grandfather get knocked over, and they had to have a stunt double for it, and if you pause it, I didn't even have to pause it because when I knew about it, like I, I was looking for it and I didn't even have to pause it and it's so obvious that his stunt double is a full grown man like they didn't even try to hide it they didn't do one one speck one pixel of CGI and I kind of appreciate it I kind of love them for it who needs it so, also, the iconic song at the end, you're red, you're the ultimate, and I still listen to this soundtrack to this day. This is another one of those soundtracks that I will play to put myself in a better mood, help myself feel better about myself, um, just put myself back into the mindset of simpler times of 2003. So, yes, this was Freaky Friday. Um, One of the most central movies of my lifetime. And, yeah, I've been, I re-watch a lot of movies, or I put on, like, a lot of movies that I've already seen. And recently, in the past few days, I've watched so many new movies, especially that a lot of other people have seen, or ones that have been suggested in like comments and stuff and I'm like wow I have been I've watched Freaky Friday so many times and I could have been watching these other movies but I wouldn't have I wouldn't change it for the world I really wouldn't change it for the world because a lot of movies that a lot of people have seen I haven't seen it like Back to the Future never seen it in my life never ever seen it in my life 
Uh, Fight Club, never seen it in my life. But, like, when would I have watched it, though? Like, you know? But I but I did watch Freaky Friday 378 times, and that's what really matters, and that's what shaped me into the person I am today. So, I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about this. Um, I honestly kind of find it harder to talk about movies that I've seen so many times. I think I've said this before, but I have to figure out how to talk about a movie like I've only seen it once or like it's new because when I've seen it so many times, I'm like, I kind of scoot over or like skip the important, you know, plot points or obvious things that I think are obvious, but I, like, get, like, super deep into it, because I'm, like, I know everything there is to know about the, excuse me, about this, and I'm, like, so that must mean you know, but that doesn't mean that, so, yes, we're still working, we're still working through it, so, yeah, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time, bye, bye.